Welcome to Christian Life with Dr. William Baker. I'm your host, Dr. William Baker, and I want to welcome you this week to the podcast. If you're returning, thank you for returning, and if you're new, I'm glad you're here, and please stay around. We have a similar format we try to keep. We're slowly modifying things, uh, but as you watch the videos, you'll see they follow a, a, a general pattern. So what we typically do, uh, some may know, but what we typically do, we'll have a discussion about certain topics, we'll go into the reading, and then we'll close it out. Um, so this week's reading, we're going to be reading Matthew chapter 11, verses 25 through 30. We're going to finish up chapter 11, and we're going to stop at the beginning of chapter 12 there. Um, it's been a very busy week. I'm sure it's been busy for everyone out there, and I hope everybody's had a very good and blessed week. Now, I know it's hard. It can be difficult at times as Christians when we go out there in the public. And when we interact with our family members, it doesn't have to be out in public. But it can be difficult at times to maintain that Christian thought, that Christian mindset, that Christian heart. You know, um, in the house with family, for me, it's not so bad, but it's when I go out and, and I see not dumb people. There's some who may not be as smart. They're certainly not dumb. And some are very intelligent. But that doesn't make them wise. doesn't make them intelligent just because they're intelligent. I want to explain that. Now, you see people going around doing things, they're buzzing around so fast, living for this world. And they don't pay attention to that person or that person or that person. And there could be a hundred people around. And it's, it, there's almost an oblivion to what's going on. And you better not get in their way. And you better not slow them down. And they better wherever they're at, have what they want. Now that's here in the United States. And please excuse the light, it's kind of bright out. I've got dark curtains, so it's either going to be extremely sunny and they're almost all the way closed, um, or it's going to be very bright, in which case you may not be able to see me at all. So I'll, so I'll be sitting back or you know, try to keep it right. But with the people out there, you know, Sometimes I, I would like to get mad and just yell at them, hey, pay attention to what's going on around you. Look at them, not because they're in their way, they're a person. And they're a person. Or whatever, you know? It's not just, it's not just a stapler. Look, it's metal and plastic, but where'd they get it at? You know, it's not just a means to an end. Can be. It's worldly. You know, everything in this world is just temporary. We're temporary. And we're born sinful. That's the condition of the earth, isn't it? We try to make it comfortable for us here. We create an illusion. Ah, it's so relaxing. It's refreshing. Is it? Underneath it all. We create that illusion and pull it over our eyes. But for the Christians, you know, if you're really a Christian, if you have faith, 
then you believe in Jesus. Your outlook is much happier. It's a little bit different. Now, some people are happy. They claim to be happy, but they're still oblivious. They don't have salvation. They don't have eternal salvation. They don't know Jesus. There's a lot of people out there who claim to be Christian who don't know Jesus because of the way they act. Oh, yes, I, I know, I know. Knowing's not enough. We know there was a Jesus in history. We can have all the text and the historical references, the Bibles, the other texts from other rulers in other countries. Yes, Jesus was here. He did miracles. He did this. He was a person. He was a carpenter. He was a good son. He grew up to be a fine man. But he went against, you know, the, the government. We could say the government because it was a Sanhedrin. And they wanted him crucified. So he died on the cross. That's where it gets interesting. He died on the cross for us so we could have salvation. If, if we accept him as our Lord and Savior, we, we truly believe in Jesus. Not because we know he was a real person who did miracles and wonders and forgave sins and drove out demons, healed the sick, cured the blind, made the lame walk. But because we have faith, we repent of our sins, we circumcise our heart, we change our heart. We have to change our heart to a Christian heart. Now, with that, we become better Christians because we don't see, you know, I know there's a person there, but I'm not really paying attention to them. I don't want them to bump into me. Now, like I said, that's here in the States. We think about the whole world. There's a decline of Christianity around the world. You know, if you think about it, less than 40%, it's pretty weak. Some of it's be because... What's being preached isn't truly Christianity because, you know, I don't want to really be Christian. I want someone who can make me feel good. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm into self-help. I'm, I'm not, but you know what I mean. The others are going to, you know, want somebody who can do that. They're a motivational speaker. That's what they want. That's not Christianity. If you want the motivational speaker, then you want Jesus. But there's a lot of people out there who don't want him because they don't want to do follow that lifestyle. Well, it's inconvenient for me. Really? You know what's inconvenient? Burning in the lake of fire. Now, I hope you're saved. You know, if you're not convinced and you're watching this and you want to get saved for the for the patrons and stuff, I'm going to have a a, a video I'm going to put up, put out there on the podcast where it's going to tell you the steps you can do to be saved. I'm going to walk you through it. I'm going to 
go through it. You can work, roll with me. When, when I'm saying it and doing it, you go ahead and do it. You don't have to do it on your own. But it's been a busy week here at Christian Life. Um, I'll put this out there first. If you have questions, you can always email me at info at clm.global. Um, you know, send me your question, I'll answer it. If I can. Um, pretty smart guy, and I do have faith, so goes a long way. Um, the podcast, or out at Podbean, just search for it, or you can go to clm.global, the website. It's got a link. Now, this week we've been busy. Um, I have this, and you'll say, What is that? What is that, Dr. Baker? Well, for those in the United States, this is actually, this is 100 letters. All addressed, and they are, as you can see, this one's to Kristen Cinema, and it's addressed, and it's got a stamp on it, and these are going to be going out in the mail this week. Um, it took me a few days to do this, uh, me and me and other members of Christian Life, and my wife helped me with that, and in that letter, we're asking. I'm specifically asking the Senate, part of the government, to reflect on Christian morals, values, and ethics when they're crafting legislation. That's one of the things that we want to push here. And, you know, it's the nine fruit of the Spirit. Why? Because we're allowed to have a government under God. So we don't have to have a Christian government because of the way the United States is set up, you know, and, and religions that way. Someone has to come to God on their own. They have to be willing. Now, there's others who will force the religion. That is not what God wants. He wants people to come freely to him because they want to choose him. And that's where I'm simply asking the Senate, you know, when they're looking at legislation and, and you think about Christian morals, values, and ethics, that they think about the nine fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, I sent them a letter. I outlined these. I sent them a copy of this. That's in the letter. And I want to meet with some of them. So I've asked to set up those meetings in Washington. But they're all going to have this. I told them they can reflect on that. And I want them to really use that. And I, and I specifically say, America's a free country. You know, it was founded on Christian principles and Christian religion. The founding fathers were Christian. And they wove that in there. But using the nine fruit, using the nine fruit, you can make legislation in any country if you use this and reflect on this when you're actually writing it. And you're thinking about, gee, the people. You know, laws, okay? You've got laws, criminal laws and stuff. So you've got somebody did something, and this person was the target. You've got defendants and plaintiffs. That can go, you know, either way. Did they do it? Didn't they do it? Were they guilty? 
But the law tells you how to break that down. Now, we don't have to live by the law because we're Christian. We do have to live by the law. But for God, it's a matter of faith. In the world that we live in, we have to live by law. But it, we can live a better Christian life when we incorporate these into the development of the laws that we actually have. And think about that. Even in your own lifestyles at home, you live by certain morals and values and ethics. These should be guiding principles toward developing solid foundations in how you live. Now, those are going to be sent this week. Those will go out. So, having said that, I'm going to go ahead and jump into the reading. Now, this week, I'm using... And I've got so many Bibles. This is a different Bible I have. It's a Christian Standard by Holman. It's a different one. It's a red letter version. And um, my goodness, I have, I think, six or seven Bibles. And the language in all of them, the King James is definitely different, but the Christian Standards, even the translations based on the years are different. This is my, my red letter version. The others aren't red letter. So... Um, but I, I will read through it, and then I will go back through and explain it, so you understand it. Made simple. So, here we go. Matthew chapter 11, verse 25. The Son gives knowledge and rest. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father. Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, because this was your good pleasure. All things have been entrusted to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son desires to reveal him. Come to me. All of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, let's go back. 20, verse 25 there, um, chapter 11, Matthew chapter 11, verse 25. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and revealed them to the infants. Now, what is Jesus saying here? You know, he's praising his Father who's in heaven because he's hid them from wise and intelligent people and revealed them to infants. Wise and intelligent people usually know a lot. They're learned. They have some common sense, but a lot of learnedness, whether it's through formal education, whether it's through books, or whether it's through actually doing it. But in this case, they are wise and intelligent to the earth. And we're not talking about the earth in this case. We're talking about heaven. They're not very wise or intelligent about heaven. 
but, but earthly things. Which if you don't believe in Jesus and have faith in him and have repented and accepted salvation, you don't know the Father and then you don't know heaven and you're bound to die. We're all going to become dust, but then you're not going to be reborn in heaven. So they're not very wise or intelligent. But, it, you know, and then they talk about and revealed them to infants. Well, throughout the Bible, God refers to us as children or little infants. But when you think of an infant, it's something else. It's simple. He's revealed it to infants. Infants don't have a great deal of knowledge. They have a sense about them. And in this case, they have a simple faith. He's revealed it to infants. You don't have to be wise or intelligent. In fact, that can hinder you. You can, you can know that, I, I believe in Jesus. He existed. I read the books. I read the other texts. I read what they wrote about him and witness accounts. I know he was here. Archaeology tells me he was here. We found this and this and proved that he was alive. That's not faith. It's knowledge. That's learnedness. That's intelligence because you've learned it somewhere. But you've got to have faith. You've got to believe it in your heart. Change it in your heart, not in your mind. Your mind will come later, but your heart, then your mind. Wow. Says a lot. 26. Yes, Father, because this was your good pleasure. All things have been entrusted to me by my Father. Now, it's 26 and 27. All things have been entrusted to me by my Father. And, well, let, let's go on a little bit more there. So, no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son desires to reveal them. So, what we're talking about here is Jesus is aware of his self-divinity, his divineness. You know, it was his father's good pleasure. He knows his father is pleased because of how he did that. Not revealing it to the intelligent and wise, but to infants. He's close enough to the Father, he understands mentally what he's thinking. It's part of the Trinity. We'll get to that in a minute. But And no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son. And anyone to whom the Son desires to reveal him. So God's given this to the Son. He's given the ability, the power to the Son. So when we think about the Trinity, God and the Son, very close. And he's given him, knowingly, you know, the ability to reveal who God is. God's not revealing. The, Jesus, the Son, is in the, in the Trinical sense. So God's revealing to those who have faith, who believe. You know the Father through the Son. By having faith, believing, changing your heart. Think about that. 
wise and intelligent know who Jesus was. They don't know who God is. Unless they've found faith, which they can have. They could have. There's intelligent people who've got faith. There's quite a few. All around the world. And Jesus reveals God the Father to them. To us. Isn't that wonderful? We don't, you know, we can't look back in, in history and say, Oh my God, look, God lived here. And God was a, a farmer and he farmed lettuce and carrots. Oh, because we found the tools and where he lived at. No, you're not going to find anything. Because it's all around you. It's all around you. It's everything. The grass, the sky, the birds, the people. But you have wise and intelligent people who are in science. Saying, oh, this is, this is how it was all created. This is how it was done. No, God created it all. You're not comfortable with that. So you're finding, you're trying to create a plausible explanation that can be accepted by others maybe but by you what you find acceptable but we don't need that because we're lucky enough to have faith come to me all of you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest now you could say, you know, who are weary and burdened? Well, the people were hard, working hard and hard laborers, and they had a rough life. It was hard in those times, you think about it. I mean, there were forests and stuff, and they had farms, but there was wilderness, not what we think about. It was desert and rocky, and, you know, it was a lot of work. Shepherding and growing And just trying to live it was a lot of work just trying to stay alive but <clears throat> we're not talking about that kind of work in this case we're actually talking about weary and burden from <clears throat> excuse me the laws so we're talking about Old Testament and we're talking about Old Testament Jewish laws who were you know <clears throat> pharisaic uh, from time of the pharaohs. <coughs> Man, if I only had some water. Um, but um, from the time of pharaohs and before uh, some of the prophecies, but definitely the laws as they developed uh, by the Jewish, uh, the Pharisees. And the Pharisees were part of the Sanhedrin. I always talk about the Sanhedrin was their government, and you had the Sadducees, the Pharisees. Now, in the temple, you had the Pharisees. You, you might have some of the Sadducees go there. They're more rich, the, the upper class. And then you have the Pharisees, who were definitely priests, preachers, uh, the priests. Uh, Jesus was actually a Pharisee. And then you, in the temples, you had scribes. So the scribes and the, Phar the Pharisees and the priests, you know, You've got to follow these laws, or you need to come here and, and provide uh, sacrifices and, and 
follow the law and clearing cleaning yourself of, of those uh, transgressions that you might have. It was difficult. You couldn't, there were 600 and some laws. You could not, you could not follow them all. Jesus knew that, but they didn't, you know? And when he came along, when he was born, the Old Testament was fulfilled, but they were still living it. That's the amazing thing. So that's why that's why he's, you know, he, he's saying, come to me, all of you. And what does he say? Take up my yoke and learn from me because I am lowly and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What's his burden? You've got the laws. Take that yoke off and put the other one on. It's the yoke of discipleship. Faith. Have faith. How hard is that? How hard is having faith? You have to believe in your heart. In Jesus. Keep breathing. Circumcise your heart. That's it. That's pretty simple. It's not what the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you know, and the scribes, because they want to keep that way of life. You know, by following the laws, going to the temple, they're making money. They're getting food. They're living extravagantly. You know? Uh, I always have a cheat sheet. I always take notes and stuff what I'm going to talk about. I want to make sure I've covered everything because I do write a lot of things down and I don't want to miss anything because I have good key points here. Um, and I'll be honest. I think it looks like we fit everything. And, and then going back to the beginning, you think about that. You just have to have simple. It's not even faith. It's not even difficult faith. It's simple faith, like an infant. You know, it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Think about it, a baby. Ah, baby throwing up his feet up in the air. Ah. You know? Tickle a baby. They're happy. It's simple happiness. There's, you know? When a baby loves you, it's, it's just love. It's simple love. It's not complicated. The faith isn't complicated. It's simple, just like an infant. So easy, even you can do it. <laughs> well, that wraps up chapter 11 for this week. So let me put this aside. I'm going to put this back here. Uh, all right. So, when we close out, I always go over things. So, I always say, you know, First, if you're thinking about harming yourself, if you need somebody to talk to, let us know. Please don't do anything. Give us a chance to contact you back. Give me a chance to contact you back. Reach out to me. If you're watching this, you can go um, to info at clm.global and send me an email. You can go to clm.global, the website, and go to contact and send me a form. You could send me a comment in Christian Life with Dr. William Baker. You know, there's many ways to reach out with me. But before you do anything, 
you know, if you're depressed, upset, sad, have questions, um, if things just aren't going right, it doesn't hurt you at all just to wait a few days. Talk to me. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. The outcome's going to be better than what you think. But I don't want to see you go through a rough time, hurt yourself, or suffer. I really don't. And it's not about me. It's about the relationship between you and Jesus. It, uh, I don't want to raise myself up. I'm, I'm not like loving bread or anything. I'll, I'll stay deflated. It's about Jesus. It's about winning souls for Jesus. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to help all of you to do. So, this coming week, I expect everybody to have a good week. Have a blessed week. Reach out to me. Let me know what you think. If you like this, tell your friends. Spread it around. And be blessed. God bless you and have a great week. This has been Christian Life with Dr. William Baker. God bless.